0: Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the holy spirit are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues and do you want it in your life my wife and i have a free e-course available for you called the baptism with the holy spirit where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the holy spirit and you'll hear true stories of how people received the promised gift The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with a divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. All right, guys, and welcome to this webinar on Spirit Empowered Deliverance. I'm actually very excited for this opportunity to be talking about deliverance. It's normally uh, not a topic that I, I do, but it's a ministry that that uh, God uses me in, um, whether it's prayer and fasting. That's usually how it kind of works, is through prayer and fasting uh, and I start seeing demonic things take place, and the Holy Spirit you know, flows in, in power for His glory of God. I normally talk about the Holy Spirit and because um, I love the Holy Spirit so much. Amen? I mean, I hope that everybody loves the Holy Spirit as well. Uh, and I've also got the book, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. I decided to give everybody kind of a view of uh, part of my bookshelf. Yeah. And so I've got the book, the baptism of the Holy spirit that I just recently released, uh, that's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, uh, which we did that in about three months time. And I'm doing a podcast tour right now talking about that book, the baptism of the Holy spirit, but also the one up here about, uh, miracles for veterans so over my left shoulder here. That's the story of how God healed me of PTSD, combat PTSD. And so Joan Hunter is an amazing woman of God. Her parents were the happy hunters from the 1970s, 1980s, televangelists, and uh, she got wind of my story of how God supernaturally healed me from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder from combat. So thank you so very much for being part of this webinar, Spirit Power Deliverance. It's been uh, a topic lately um, because I was recently on Kathy DeGraw's TV show, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare she is an amazing woman uh of god she's got this incredible ministry of deliverance and i got to fly out to michigan and be on set for her taping of her tv show prophetic spiritual warfare and also to be a guest for two episodes on um the holy spirit for one and then the other one was inner healing through the power of the holy spirit but because Deliverance has been on my mind. I've been reading her book. I interviewed Alexander Pagani just recently for my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit. So, deliverance is a thing right now, and it's been on my mind. And last month, I did a webinar talking about the prophetic. And yet, when it comes to the prophetic, um, I was, I'd mentioned that my next webinar was going to be inner healing or spirit empowered healing from trauma. But I realized I needed to do this one on deliverance first to kind of lay a foundation on spiritual warfare, on um, deliverance ministry, which is a real thing, and then get into spirit empowered healing for trauma uh, within the next few weeks. So I'm rocking out a bunch of webinars lately. Probably going to be doing a prophetic presbytery with a couple of my friends in the next couple months, but also announcing some seminars as well. So stay tuned for all that information. But let's just invite the wonderful Holy Spirit right here, right now. We've got 73 people who've registered for this. I also understand that not everybody joins live, and that's why I record this uh, so that they could watch it later. And then I also like to drop the information on my teaching and equipping podcast, Spirit Empowered Living. So Holy Spirit, come, have your way. We dedicate this time to you. I thank you for these amazing people jumping in. I thank you for some of them who our paths have crossed, uh, whether it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I thank you for the 73 people that have registered for this. May this... These words, not return void, but may they accomplish your purpose in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So um, uh, as I was sharing, you know, this webinar is laying a foundation and uh, uh, talking about spirit-empowered deliverance, spirit-empowered deliverance. So I'm hoping that this will be just about 45 minutes or so with some q and uh, I have been studying like crazy, so I've got a lot of scripture to and a lot of ground to cover with the scripture. But uh, I know that for me, my emphasis is the Holy Spirit. And when you emphasize the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God comes. And sometimes you have to deal with the demonic. And for me, I'm I don't consider myself a deliverance guy, but I do deliverance and I do uh, inner healing. Whether it's sozo or uh, prophetic prayer, nowadays people are calling it uh, heart healing prayer. That's kind of like the new politically correct term, heart healing prayer. Um, and so I I, am act- I do that from time to time and. Uh, You'll be getting more information about that for inner healing, heart healing, and deliverance prayer uh, through our email list. But I want to lay the foundation to spirit-empowered deliverance. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God. It is the power of God. And then we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, the apostle Paul says, And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, in the power of God. And then Acts chapter one, verse eight, this is my favorite verse. This is my life verse. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So in all of those Bible verses, the word power is a Greek word, dunamis, or it's a variation of the Greek word dunamis, and uh, some people misapply this with the word dynamite, okay? We've heard it preached thousands of times about dunamis, power of God, and dynamite, the explosive force, but actually dynamite wasn't created for a few thousand years after this word came about, dunamis, the power of God, so we can't really correlate the word dunamis with the word dynamite at all but what the word means is power strength might it's the miraculous taking place it's a physical power force might the ability the efficacy the energy or powerful deeds deeds showing up marvelous works it's the ability to perform. And for the believer, you and I, who have the Holy Spirit, it is the power to achieve by application through the Holy Spirit, the Lord's inherent abilities. So it's God's power through us. So I'm. this definition is from Strong's. It's from BibleHub.com. You could go check out the word yourself. It's the number Strong's is 1411, so 1411, or 1411, the word dunamis. It's the power of God through you, and it glorifies the life of Christ, who is the divine one. So to minister, you need God's power. It is his power through you, his ability, his might, his strength, his deeds, by the Spirit of God through you. So the secret to moving in the power of God is absolute and total surrender. Absolute and total surrender to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to God the Father through prayer, through worship, a lifestyle of hosting his presence, of having fellowship with the Holy Spirit, of obedience to his will, to his word, to his ways, and casting out demons is mentioned in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. This is part, or this is a a variation of Jesus' last words, the Great Commission. It says in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, afterward, he, talking about Jesus, appeared to the eleven disciples themselves as they were reclining at table and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he'd risen and he said to them go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will they out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any, any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Then verse 19, so then the Lord Jesus, after he'd spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by the accompanying signs. Let me share this disclaimer. Maybe you've got your Bible right out in front of you. And whatever English translation you got, awesome. Okay. Translations are great. But sometimes, depending on the Bible translation, it says, it gives a disclaimer. It says, this may, this, these verses here, 15 through 20, don't necessarily show up in some other family manuscripts or one thing or another. Why do they do that? I mean, people people have debated this. Even in seminary, we had to discuss these verses. Okay, why did they have this disclaimer? Like, why is it that they show up in some manuscript family but not another? The best way I could say is the scribes did their best job, and sometimes they were finite and fallible. Maybe one of them fell asleep. Okay, and then other people's they were copying copies and copying copies, but. It is the Word of God. These words in Mark chapter 16, even through tradition over the last 2,000 years, have been in our uh, canonized Bible, the 66 books of the scripture, and they've been there for over 2,000 years. They are part of the Word of God. And as part of the Word of God, through tradition and being preserved all these years, even if they don't show up in a family of manuscripts, we don't need to doubt the, the validity and the divine inspiration of Mark chapter 16. Okay. It's also reiterating. It does not compromise anything. It does not contradict the scripture. It's reiterating Acts chapter one, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the great commission. But it shows us that one of the first signs of the believer is to cast out demons. As you go preaching the gospel, proclaiming the gospel, these signs will accompany, accompany you. Number one, casting out demons in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, speaking in new tongues. And that's, I love speaking in tongues. I love praying in tongues. I love the Holy Spirit. And that's all part of it. Number three, picking up serpents with their hands. Four, if they're poisoned, it won't hurt them. Five, laying hands on the sick and seeing the sick recover. And we see a fulfillment of this by Paul being bitten by a viper in Acts chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. It wasn't yet his time. Here's this viper that jumps out of this fire, bites him. He doesn't die. It wasn't his time. He was a testimony of God's power sustaining him. And then in the following verses, we see him fulfilling the other signs of the believer in Acts chapter 21, verses 7 through 13, 14, where he is used of God in healing, fulfilling Mark chapter 16. But the first sign of the believer in obeying the Great Commission is casting out demons in Jesus' name. This doesn't mean that it's more important. Okay, Some people tend to say, talk about spiritual gifts, like these ones are better and this and that. It's all level ground. Okay, These signs will accompany you in the name of Jesus, the casting out demons, the healing the sick, the raising the dead. And what are the signs? What is the meaning of sign? The Greek word is Samaean. Maybe I'm butchering that right now. I don't know. (laughs) I was a Greek. uh, I studied Greek in seminary. I haven't done so well lately, but thank God for Bible Hub, okay, and Lagos. So sign is Simeon, given especially to confirm, corroborate, or authenticate. It emphasizes the end purpose, which exalts the one giving it. So who gives these signs? Jesus. Jesus. This word signs is used dozens of times in the New, te- New, in the New Testament, and it authenticates the Lord and his eternal purpose. We can't take credit for these things. The signs point to Jesus. It authentic- authenticates, corroborates, and confirms his ministry and his power. It exalts him. It glorifies Jesus. We can't take credit for it because it is the work of the Spirit in and through us we're surrendered this is the continuation of jesus ministry on this earth and we are part of fulfilling isaiah chapter 61 just as jesus when he went into the synagogue opened up the scroll to isaiah 61 saying this is fulfilled we have the privilege to be part of fulfilling that of setting the captives free in jesus name so you operate in the power of the holy spirit with signs following you authenticating the ministry of jesus demonstrating the kingdom of God and casting out demons, which is the first sign of the believer from Mark chapter 16 is part of this. And Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 28, if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So I want to say that again. If I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Casting demons out, is a sign of the kingdom of God displayed on the earth. And it's by the spirit of God. Deliverance, casting out demons, it's done in and by the spirit of God. We get to be part of that. We get to partner with the Holy Spirit and it's by the spirit of God. Thus, the name of this webinar, Spirit Empowered Deliverance. The Holy Spirit has a role For us to play in deliverance. And he has a role, he has a ministry that he's doing in deliverance. Amen. So that is spirit empowered deliverance. And we need the power of God. We need the power of God. I remember I was a young youth pastor. I just returned from Youth with a Mission. And so I went in 1998 and then in 1999. So about a year I was in Youth with a Mission. And the first demon I ever came across was on a mission trip to India. Lots of idolatry there. Okay, everywhere you go, there's idols. Okay, on every corner, for the most part. And I, here we are. We're at this fishing village, and uh, everything, anything that could go wrong, did go wrong. Everything was going wrong. The batteries on the the CD player. We had CD players back then. Okay, we did these open air events, these dance routines, and Bible stories, and preaching the gospel. And uh, I, I see my friend Marcy on here. We. <laughs> she we did the skit to jars of clay from all those years ago i forget the name of the song and it's like you know it seems so powerful with the skit, but then later you listen to the song you're like "Mm, it's not that powerful but anyway it was anointed Okay, so anything that could go wrong was going wrong in this village and there we were everybody was scared like just scared just fear came over everybody and people like i don't i don't know we didn't really the leaders were even scared and we had hundreds of people. This whole village came out to see us. All these people from North America. You know, 18, 19-year-old kids. Okay? And I felt the Holy Spirit pounding in my chest. And I was like, preach. So it was like I jumped over like this invisible line. And this anointing of the Holy Spirit fell upon me. And I start preaching the gospel as this guy's translating it. And preaching. And this boldness came over me. And it just all that. And then... Uh, I'm praying for people, laying hands on people, boom, 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 just praying for people. And people were responding to the gospel message. And then I get pulled down this alley later. Uh, I, I don't know how much time transpired after praying for all these people who are responding to the gospel, but I get pulled down this alley and we get taken into this house. And here's this lady with a demon. My eyes are like this wide open. Never been part of something like that before, but here we were praying, and the the, the preacher, the local preacher, did something very interesting. There's anointing oil. There's uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but spiritual, and the tearing down of strongholds. There are physical things that we can do. Okay, and I don't want to get ritual or religious or whatever, but we have anointing oil by faith. You know, the Holy Spirit is activated. There's there's all that, and and as I mentioned, you know, my friend Kathy DeGrasse, she she's all about oil. Okay? If you go to her house, man, you get anointed with oil every time before you step into those doors. And that's amazing. So it's like a, a covering and it's a, by faith. And there's the activation and there's the power of the Holy Spirit. But this guy in the, this Indian village scatters, scatters oil everywhere across the room, all across the room, just all over the place. This lady was set free in the name of Jesus. Ah, my life was changed, different. Okay, set free. And her husband, was uh, he needed a ride. So he he jumps on our bus as as the buses. He needed a ride somewhere. But um, there was an interesting thing that took place. I, yeah, I, I think I need to share it now. So Holy Spirit. So I, after that event, so we're on this bus. I'm just this 18 year old kid. And I had this demonic entity approach me in the spirit. Okay, whatever you want to call it, uh, through a vision. This demonic entity comes to me, and it's, it's got all those weird arms like the uh, Hindu deities, right? So here it is, it's a demon, and it's trying to give me the kingdom. It's trying to give me power, trying to give me girls and whatever else, right? If I would only serve, and here I was, preach the gospel. Felt the the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I've only been baptized with the Holy Spirit just a couple months at this point, brand new to all this, but anointed. Felt the whole anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I rebuke you, devil, in Jesus' name. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. I I don't talk to you. I talk to the Lord Jesus Christ alone. I serve Him only. I, I'm going to expand His kingdom. Okay. So that that was that. Okay. Um. So yeah, you're not weird. If anybody out there, you've had something like this happen, you're not weird. The devil did the same thing to Jesus, tried to tempt him. Okay. Serving Jesus is the most amazing privilege that we could be part of. It's the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. I, I I'm not sure why I needed to share that message. But I think one of you, whether you're part of this now or will watch this later, you understand what I'm saying. You know, maybe the same thing has happened to you. So I bless you in Jesus' name. I, I was thinking about sharing that some other time, but I, I really felt like I needed to share that now. But we we have spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. So Jesus cast out demons by the Spirit of God. If The Spirit of God, some, you know, the kingdom of God has come upon you by casting out demons in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I love that. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. He came to redeem us. He came to save us. He came to forgive us. He came to uh, bring us to heaven, make the way. He came to sanctify us, set us free, but he came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. I love that. And we get to be part of that. We get to be part of that. I want to look at two biblical characters and their model of deliverance. And the first one is the best model that any of us can have, and that is Jesus. What was Jesus' model to casting out demons? You know, we see the demonic mentioned a few times in the Old Testament, right? We we see mediums and wizards and, and warlocks and, and, and entities like that in the old testament but it wasn't much right we you know but there is the the evil spirits that that uh, tormented saul okay and and i was thinking about kind of getting into some of that but i was like no i really want to zero in on jesus and the model that jesus showed us to deliverance ministry but but we see more of the demonic taking place in the new testament when christ has come and we also see people Casting out demons, the seven sons of Siva, okay, trying to cast out demons, but they didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. But Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit right after his water baptism. And then the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. And the devil quoted scripture, and Jesus overcame him by quoting the scripture. This is real spiritual warfare. The devil comes. Jesus has just been empowered by the Holy Spirit at his water baptism, and the Spirit leads him into the wilderness where the the devil himself, Lucifer, the fallen angel who led worship in heaven, who took about one-third of the angels with him, is literally tempting Jesus. And he's quoting scripture. But then Jesus quotes scripture. And some, some people are like, well, that's interesting. You know, the, the devil's quoting scripture. Here's the thing. The devil took the scriptures he was quoting out of context. He was co- out of context. He was twisting it. He was perverting it. He was pulling it out of context. So he might've been quoting Psalm 91, but he was taking it out and making it mean something other than what it meant. He was twisting it and perverting it. The subtleties of Satan are twisting and perverting things. And that's why we need to know and study the Bible for ourselves in season and out of season and in context, meditating on it, studying it, knowing it. And when we do this, we can catch when something is off When something seems like it's truth, but it just is not right. It's been twisted. It's been perverted. It's been taken out of context. Context, but Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, though he was tempted, he never sinned. 100% God and 100% man. And then, soon after his filling of the Holy Spirit and his temptation, he walks into a synagogue. Sometimes the first time we encounter a demon is in a church. It was in the synagogue in Mark chapter one, verses 21 to 27. It says, and they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. So he's a rabbi. And they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit. I want to zero in on on a part of this. Jesus says, Be silent and come out of him. Be silent and come out of him. Jesus didn't carry on conversations with demons. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 says, When evening came, many who were possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. With a word. He cast demons out with a word. The anointing of God was so strong upon him that with a word, he was able to cast out evil spirits. Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 8 says, As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have, you rece- freely you have received. Freely give. These are commands commands, heal the sick, raise the dead, drive out demons. These are commands from Jesus. They're not implied. It's not "Mm, if it is God's will. It's commanded that as we go, heal the sick, raise the dead, drive out demons. Jesus did these things quickly and with authority. And you have the same authority that Jesus had because of the spirit of God living within you. Spirit empowered deliverance, Luke chapter ten verse nineteen. Jesus gave his disciples authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So here are these seventy-two disciples. Uh, We we know that Jesus had commissioned a couple of times groups of people to go out. And so at this, this time, in Luke chapter 10, he commissioned 72 disciples to go out preaching the gospel, seeing the sick healed and demons cast out. And Jesus is telling them, you have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions when they came back rejoicing, saying even the demons obey us. And Jesus is like, I saw Satan fall like lightning. But don't rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Salvation is of the utmost importance. These signs, these confirmations point to me is what Jesus is saying. These things point to me. Rejoice that you know me personally. Rejoice that you have my salvation. Rejoice that you have a personal relationship with me. Casting out demons and seeing the sick healed is supposed to be normal Christianity. Our posture in spiritual warfare is being seated with Christ in heavenly places. I think too often in spiritual warfare, people work up the this, this sweat and they're looking up too much. When actually, if we're seated w- with Christ, we look down. We trample on snakes and scorpions, demons and devils. That's that's symbolic language about demons and devils. They're under our feet. They're under our feet. We just have to enforce it. Amen. Uh, as I mentioned, Kathy DeGraw, amazing woman. Uh, she's got these boots, okay? I, I made a reel of her boots. Just this serpent that she's, you know, it's, it's on her. On the bottom of her boot, they're under literally, you know, <laughs> symbolically under her feet demons are under our feet in Jesus name in Jesus name. So how did Jesus cast out demons? Man he a word, a word. He said go. that's one word go. He said be quiet and come out of him. be quiet and come out of him in mark chapter 1 verse 25. he rebuked demons. Where he also even said, I command you. Mark chapter 9, verse 25 says, and when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, you know, there's this situation where his father's, you know, this, this kid is rolling around, it's just bad. And this crowd starts running. It says, Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again so real quick you mute and deaf spirit i command you come out of him and never enter him again so we can command demons to never come back we could command demons to go to hades we could we need to cast them out in jesus name jesus didn't permit the demons to speak now i you know years ago i'd, I'd seen some demons ministry that, that, that captured things on on a video and they um were carrying on conversations and i don't know why they did that they're coming up with charts and graphs and you know what i don't believe a lying spirit i don't believe an unclean spirit okay there's no point jesus didn't permit the spirits to speak now they speak sometimes sure they do their thing but we were casting them out in the name of jesus In Luke chapter 4, verses 40 through 41, it says, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. And then moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. He rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. They were saying, You know, You are the Son of God. Sure. They're they're shouting some truth, but they're being disruptive. Okay, they're trying to take the spotlight. They're be, you know being sinister and everything. He didn't allow them to speak. He rebuked them. He commanded them to go with a word, real quick, in Jesus' name. And then um, some people bring up the whole thing about asking uh, Legion a question. You know, Legion, and you know that was just real quick. Okay, he was there. Those demons were already on the way out. They're already on the way out. And people have a tendency to kind of miss the whole true story behind that. So here's, uh, you know, they're casting demons out into these pigs. And then the people come and they're telling Jesus to leave. Why? Not because of the sign of the wonder, but because they were breaking the law. They were raising pigs, these Demons, unclean spirits were cast out. Asking, can we get into these unclean pigs? These people were breaking the law. Okay, there's a whole bunch of other stuff too. I think that's a whole other webinar just about the everything about that. You know, about these demons going into the pigs and that whole community, and you know, the what was being unlawful, what was being exposed. So, with within the last. I think 10 more minutes, because I'd love to do a Q&A after this. The second biblical character, so we talked about Jesus, but the second biblical character I want to quickly look at in deliverance ministry is the Apostle Paul. So in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 24, it says, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. And then Paul, having become greatly annoyed, (laughs) turned and said to the evil spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very hour. So in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. This disrupted the city because the slave owners saw they could no longer make any money as Paul cast out the demon, this fortune-telling demon. And this caused a riot, and Paul and Silas were beat and flogged and then thrown into prison, all from Paul discerning the demonic spirit. And so this, this fortune-teller is shouting out the truth, but as I said earlier about the devil, you know when he was tempting Jesus… He takes things, twists things, perverts things out of context. So here's this fortune teller saying, these men serve the most high God, being disruptive, causing disrepute. So here are these people seeing Paul and Silas, and they're thinking, now this this lady is saying this, so maybe they're with her. Maybe, Maybe they have the same power as she has, this evil spirit. But Paul and Silas were men of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and they didn't want anybody to confuse. They used the power of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus, and cast these demons from her. I do want to share this. If you venture into deliverance ministry, be prepared for controversy, be prepared for backlash. Be prepared for disruption, but don't fear. Fear not. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit with you. But you have to do things legally. Have the legal parameters in place, disclaimers. You might need some insurance. You might need a 501c3 and maybe even an LLC, a limited liability company, and the nonprofit, the 501c3 uh, nonprofit charity, like my ministry, Fireborn Ministries, is a nonprofit, 501c3. And I know some people have different convictions about the government and that kind of a thing. They've never stepped on my toes, okay, never. You know, uh, people donate to the ministry; they get a tax deduction from that. I just do one form once a year, one form once a year, and that's that. And roll with the ministry, with the overhead and the podcasting and the webinars and the seminars and things like that. You know, um, so if you venture into any type of ministry, be prepared for some backlash. But especially deliverance ministry because the devil, you know, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The devil doesn't like being destroyed, okay? And if you're doing that, you know, just have some things in place, some safety railings, your disclaimers, your insurance, your nonprofit status, maybe even an LLC because, you know, um, yeah, things come up, things happen. But let's get back to Paul. Paul used the name of Jesus, that all-powerful name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus, of Yeshua, and the Spirit was cast out instantly. And then we see that Paul was used in many notable signs, wonders, and miracles and healings. Acts chapter 19, this is a whole, you know, when I was on Kathy DeGrasse TV show, I talked about Peter's shadow and how we have misinterpreted that about what it really means. And uh, if you go back on uh, the Fireborn Ministries, you could even ask, I could, I could email you a link about the anointing of the Holy Spirit, uh, the two webinars I did on that, about, and then talking about the shadow, the anointing around Peter. But we see something similar here, Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 12. God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick. And their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. (laughs) Wow. You know, there are stories. I've got a book of John G. Lake somewhere up on the shelf, you know, where people would be set free or healed, opening up the newsletter that he sent out or or people would um, send rags or bandanas and he'd, he'd lay hands on them or lay on them. You know, here's Paul. This is where we see it in the Bible. Paul, these things, aprons and handkerchiefs, that had touched him, were then carried away, and then people were healed. Diseases left people. Uh, In in college, Bible college, we kind of heard that these could have been sweatbands, you know, bandanas, if you will, that the Apostle Paul had. And as a lifestyle of prayer, as he's the one who said, continuously pray, pray always on every occasion. You know, here he is as a tent maker praying, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit going on to these aprons and handkerchiefs doing notable signs and wonders. And then we even see in the Old Testament, the anointing is amazing. Man, I love the anointing of the Holy Spirit because I love the Holy Spirit so much. But we see even in the Old Testament where bodies were thrown on the bones of the prophet and the body came back to life. The person came back to life because of the anointing still in the bones. Amen. Oh, I love that. So what about you? I talked about Jesus. talked about Paul. Casting out demons in the name of Jesus with a word, real quick. You know, you could, God could use you to cast out one demon or many spirits. Okay. We see Mary Magdalene had seven of them. It was recorded in the Bible. You know, Jesus had cast seven out. And then there's a whole thing with legion. And what is the legion? You know, Jesus cast out the legion. And that was, I think, let's see, that demon, (laughs) was using pronouns, we. Don't we hear that today? This generation needs deliverance like never before. This generation needs Jesus. This generation needs the power of the Holy Spirit. And God can use you to bring forth the power of the Holy Spirit for this generation who are confused, who are being bombarded, bombarded by sexuality, gender, all this. Come on, man. This is what the Bible says. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living in us. We are spirit empowered to bring forth deliverance, to move in signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow us everywhere we go. Part of that is deliverance. Part of that is healing, uh, seeing the dead raised, all that for the glory of Jesus, glorifying him. And this generation of kids, I'm talking middle school, high school, college, they need deliverance. And deliverance needs to be ministered to them through love, the love of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Holy Spirit. You know, I, they need Jesus. My, my wife is doing a homeschool co-op charter school. And just every week there's some story about sixth and seventh grade girls trying to talk about their gender identity. Way too young for that kind of a conversation, you know, wait, when I was a kid, we barely knew. Teachers were teachers, man. Didn't, well, we only knew if they were married if they went by Mrs. Had no idea about anything besides they're just teaching us in school. But, but kids these days are being bombarded, so we need to be prepared. You, you and I both need to have the power of the Holy Spirit because this generation, I believe, is going to have an awakening like we've seen like never before. God can use us for his glory to set this generation free. So I don't, I'm not writing them off at all. Every generation has been bombarded by something, defined by something. But God can break through and and break us free and use us for his glory. So that's why, you know, some conversations I'll be having on my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit. I'll be talking to Kathy DeGraw, um, my great friend. About how to raise up a deliverance army, how to raise up a deliverance army. And that's why I wanted to talk about spirit and power deliverance tonight. But I, I want to give you guys some keys, some keys real quick. I would not do my job correctly or well if I didn't equip you. Okay. I want to equip you. And this is 45 minutes or an hour. Okay. And there's so much that we could cover, so much ground, so many other topics to to talk about that we could get into spiritual warfare, you know, engaging principalities, powers, and being seated with Christ and what that really means, and third heaven authority and all that. But can't cover most of that, okay? Well, none of it right now. But I want to equip you, since you have the same spirit to raise Jesus from the dead. You must be grounded in God's love. So if you're taking notes, write these things down. You must be grounded in the love of God and have love for the person who's needing freedom. God is love, and we are to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, and to love others. And out of love, out of the love of of Jesus, we minister to others. And, And... when we're casting out demons, there might be some boldness, but we're ministering to the person, not to the demon. Okay, we're casting the demon out. We're leading the person in in some steps that I want to share with you. So if you're stepping into de- deliverance, have worship music going, know Jesus, know that you know that you know Jesus, spend time with him, be completely surrendered to him. Have other people present with you, some prayer warriors. You know, if you're if you're Something comes up because a lot of people, they know when they have a demon. They'll come to you. When, I, when And when I fast, it happens. I've had it happen at a Starbucks with a friend of mine as he and I are talking, and then he wants to go pray for this guy, and this guy manifests in, in public. Okay. You know, we're going to see more of that taking place in this day and age, but we can do it quickly, and we, it needs to be done in love. I don't want us to don't think of these things as a, as a method. Okay. These are just some guides, some steps that that I've come to realize helps me if I'm in a deliverance situation, you know, but uh, listen to the Holy spirit, be led by him. He'll lead you correctly, you know, but sometimes it's, it's okay. Like you kind of get stuck. Oh, wait a second. This is another step that I could possibly do. So number one, if you're ministering to someone who needs deliverance who needs to be set free from the demonic have them repent to repent of their sins and acknowledge that what the scripture says aligns that they're aligning themselves with the word of god and with god's will so repentance number 2 rebuke so when the, the whole when the anointing of the holy spirit is upon me sometimes there's boldness and that could be consuming okay uh It could be, some people could look at it as intimidating or whatever, but sometimes you have to be firm with demons, okay? But you rebuke the evil spirits in Jesus' name. It may be sharp. It's only directed at the demons, not to the person. And quite honestly, in, in my experience, most people don't fully remember, if at all, the demonic manifestations taking place through them, for the most part. Now, some people do. They remember everything about it. But in my experience, for the most part, Most of them don't remember, and I don't tell them about that. I tell them what the Holy Spirit did in them. So number two, rebuke. So number one, repent. Lead the person in repentance. Number two, rebuke the demons. Number three, lead the person in renouncing. So this is what I call the seven R's. Seven R's to deliverance ministry. Renounce. Have the person verbally renounce their sins and the evil spirits that may be clinging to uh and thinking that they have a legal hold, and then command lead the person in commanding the demons to leave in Jesus name and never to return out of dignity, out of love, out of honor for the person we you know there might be some manifestations you could actually command the manifestations to stop, minister to the person, minister to them in love. there may be some manifestations I don't want the demons to put on a show, okay yeah, you know, and there's some people that say, let it manifest. There are some people that say that don't, I want you to know, be led by the Holy spirit for safety purposes, because I was in a meeting and um, this guy starts thrashing and chairs are flying everywhere. I come, I commanded them to stop manifesting in Jesus name. And then I'm talking to the person. I actually command the demons to be silent in Jesus name. And then I command this person to talk to me then I'm carrying on a conversation with this person, then leading them in repentance and renunciation. And this next step of renew, renew. Have the person, so the fourth step, have the person renew their commitment to Jesus, declaring that he is Lord. Maybe they don't know Jesus, so you have them commit their life to Jesus. But uh, if they're, you know, have them renew their commitment to Jesus. Lead them in a sinner's prayer, Lead them in a rededication. Call it whatever you want. I call it just renewing. Just they're making that that red line, making that stake, putting that stake in the ground. They're just reiterating. They they know Jesus. They've got a relationship with Him. But in this deliverance session, in this as they're dealing with this demonic, just have them declare that Jesus is Lord. It's a it's a mile marker. It's it's a guidepost, and it just shows the demons that you mean business. So, number five, refresh. After you've led the person in repentance and renunciation, and and you've rebuked the spirits, the person has renewed their commitment, refresh. Have the person receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit one way or another. If they don't have a spiritual prayer language, Lay hands on them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe even have them prophesy, see them get drunk in the Holy Spirit, whatever it takes, get them filled, refreshed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, with a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. So after you've emptied the house, okay, because the scripture talks about emptying the house, you've emptied the house. Now fill the house up with the Holy Spirit. With scriptures even quote the scriptures pray love into them pray the fruit of the spirit and the attributes of the holy spirit into them whatever scriptures come to mind you know pray it into them get them filled with the holy spirit get them baptized with the holy spirit and then number six rejoice rejoice that your name is written in the lamb's book of life rejoice that this person's name the person you ministered to their name is in the lamb's book of life rejoice in the freedom you know Pray, worship, dance, whatever it takes. Have a party in the Holy Spirit rejoicing. And then number seven, release. Testify and release your story or even release that person to share their story, share their freedom as part of their testimony to other people. And like I said, I don't don't mention the demonic manifestation. Most of the time they don't remember it, but they remember what the Holy Spirit did in them. I remember this time... I was a youth pastor years ago in Oregon. And this young man, man, he in the middle of service, actually, like we're just beginning, you know, he she storms out. One of my staff members follow him. Remember this: if there's a distraction, deal with it. So oftentimes a distraction like that is demonic. So uh, I'm preparing for, for I'm worshiping, I'm preparing for the message about ready to preach, but my staff member takes me outside, and this kid starts telling me, he's a teenager, he starts telling me how he's going to slit his own throat, and all this other stuff, and I was like, what? And I was like, this is demonic. And I was like, well, I need to preach, because demons don't want you to preach the message. Preach the message, and then deal with the demons, okay? And that was a principal, a friend of mine had shared about Mountain Mover Services that he did, in in I think Haiti or the Dominican Republic years ago, that demons try to disrupt the message, get them to shut up, preach, and then deal with the demonic, okay? So this kid starts threatening to cut his own throat and whatever. And I was like, well, let's pray And I was like, no, you're going to go in there. This boldness came over me. You're going to go in there. You're going to worship God. I'm going to preach a message and then we're going to deal with this. And it's like, boom, Like almost like he tucked the tail, if he had a tail between his legs and went inside. And then we finish up worship. I preach the message. He comes up afterward, and he's got uh, some writing on his hands. He that the Holy Spirit gave him a couple of a couple of things. And I immediately knew what these things were. I don't want to share what, what they are, but he wrote this demonic names, if you will, the, the spirits. So I laid hands on him again. It, it was business. It's like he keeled over hunched over and was then on the floor and we're casting demons out of him but there's this point where and this is like there's some things that go quick and then there's sometimes it takes a little bit but we bumped into uh an alternate personality like this little child within him and it wasn't a demon but i led this little child to the lord and it's like you could see this change in 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 this this young man this teenager where as soon as this inner child because it's like this inner child was saying they're stuck in a room but we saw some supernatural things jesus coming in and i lead this inner child this alternate personality call it schizophrenia if you want to jesus and the moment they prayed the sinner's prayer. You could see just like a shift, like this healing, like just boom. All of a sudden, the eyes are normal, and it was it was a trip. Okay, and it's also in, under the anointing. And then afterward, lay hands on the kid. He receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's drunk in the Spirit for a couple of hours. We have to drop him off at home like that. Praise Jesus. But he had told us this. He's like, it's like, hey, do, do you remember what happened? He's like, well, I no, but I remember. Being like I was in a a dark, dark room, and then a door opened and Jesus walked in and all this light came out and enveloped the room. And then I remember being, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and being drunk of the Spirit. And we rejoiced. Okay, because that inner child, that alternate personality that was in a, a locked room. And that's where inner healing and things like that can be part of it. But deliverance ministry, spirit empowered deliverance is the ministry of healing. It's the ministry of Jesus and it's by the spirit of God. I want to say, thank you so very much for being part of this webinar. I want to encourage you guys. I'm asking people to partner with Fireborn Ministries, You know, committing to $30 a month or more. You know, I'm sending my, my oldest son to YWAM. He's, he leaves on Tuesday, 18 years old. He'll be gone for about five or six months. So a three-month discipleship training school, two-month mission trip. It's bilingual French English, uh, which is awesome. And we've got some webinars and seminars coming up. But I also, if you guys have any questions, uh, please feel free to ask. Uh, um, But prayerfully consider partnering with Fireborn Ministries at firebornministries.com. We have the Give Back program too, where we can send you books like um, my new one, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit, to people who donate or given significant gifts um, over the time, or $30 a month, or more, depending, you know, what the Holy Spirit led, or even miracles for veterans, and things like that, Um, we've got a lot coming up, some webinars, not just webinars, but seminars, John Natale, myself, Kathy DeGraw, myself, uh, and then I'm also doing some in Iowa in the next few months, so doing three, four-day seminars, revival seminars, so that's exciting, so you guys, if you're on the email list, you'll get more information on that, but With that being said, I want to bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. I hope you feel equipped. And thank you so very much for this. And um, yeah, I'll just pray us out. And if any of you have questions, what I'll do is after I pray, I'll end the recording and then um, you can hang out for a little bit. So, Jesus, come. Thank you for each and every person that joined us. I bless them all in Jesus' name. May they be spirit empowered for deliverance, for healing. May signs and wonders follow them everywhere they go. In Jesus' name, thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. I pray your blessing upon every single one of us. And your anointing now. Thank you for that anointing falling on people. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I love you. Thank you for filling us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people, and our heart to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created entry-level prophecy e-course on charismacourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.